Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And you're listening to I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. If you are a fan of the show, please like and follow us on iTunes and Spotify and review us. It'll help spread the word. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared or email us at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We are here um, to talk about Flatliners, released Flatliners. in 1990. Uh, I did the synopsis this time around. Uh, I don't really really remember what I typed. That's fine. Has, has it been a while? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've rescheduled it, I think, twice so far already for this. It's that I, time of year, I feel. I watched feel. it like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Same. And then I, um, I rewatched the remake, too, at one point after that. But yeah, like it's both of them. I'm like, I kind of remember what I was going to say. But it's been mm-hmm. it's been a wacky time. You yeah, know? been very busy. Yeah. Um, and on that topic, Meredith, what's new with you? Well, we had our my bachelorette in Napa, which was really fun. Katie went. Yep, there were dicks everywhere. So Just many. kidding. There were zero. <laughs> zero dicks. Except for the old Welsh guy uh, driving our bus. Yeah. Zero dicks. He was uh, the awesome uh, tour guide guy who mm-hmm. was taking us to wineries. Platypus tours. Um, yeah. Give him a little plug. He was really, he was so, so nice. And um, we went to different wineries. Victor, our engineer's sister, planned basically a lot of it and um the rest of us just showed up and we're we like showed up we're like hey <laughs> well we're the guests we're here give Ma- me make some our charcuterie boxes <laughs> custom please yeah yeah and then um yeah it was really fun we had just another a co-worker who's a good friend of mine uh the school secretary of my school who we're really good friends and we hang out a lot and and her sister and uh katie and then a few other friends came and we just drank ate some good food the mm. first few nights went to bed at like 10 o'clock because we're yeah. a little bit old <laughs> older yeah we're an older crowd um but it was really fun and we you know it, it, the airbnb was so pleasant and mm-hmm. really really nice the only thing that was a bummer was it rained basically the whole time yeah and this <laughs> this place had a really amazing backyard we couldn't really take advantage it had a beautiful pool and a hot tub and uh we couldn't really take advantage of it mm-hmm the only thing is we went in out in the hot tub dur- um, when it was raining. Yeah. We're just, just like, four Let's of just us, do though. It. Let's like, just do it. And it lasted, like, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, because I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Because <laughs> the water drops from the rain were really cold and kept going mm-hmm. into my eyeball. <laughs> well, I really started to get nervous that we were going to get electrocuted. Because well, you guys had been looking at thunderstorms and, like, it's the lightning's not supposed to happen until later. But then the panel, the control panel on the hot tub, when we were trying to figure out how to get the jets back on, we, re- like, we lifted it up or something. And the wiring that was attaching the face of the control panel to the mechanism in the hot tub was just, like, out there. And obviously it was insulated, but it made me really nervous to be in a hot tub where the wires were just kind of chilling. Yeah, that's not <laughs> ideal, no. I would say. <laughs> so we just did a little bit. And then um, people who chose not to do the hot tub were like our wenches bringing us bring towels. Us towels and, and robes. And yeah, beverages. they're like, hey, my lady. And yeah, yeah, they clung really... to the side of the house to I try know. and stay under the shelter. And they're like hissing. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was really fun. And the... The clock's winding down for the wedding. It's I like know. Less than 50 days. I just secured my substitute nice. for that day. So nice, for the nice. Friday for the rehearsal. Good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you'll be there for that yeah. shit. Because otherwise <laughs> I'm I'm going to walk the wrong way down the aisle. You'll walk. Um, you'll just leave. I'll just leave. I'll start punching guests. <laughs> You're like, like I don't know. I wasn't at the rehearsal. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I thought this was an Irish wedding. <laughs> I'm Is Irish. this not awake? It's <laughs> <I'm> not awake. Slancha. <laughs> just like hitting people. I'm so sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, Katie, what's new with you? Um... Well, I mean, other than your bachelorette weekend, which was uh, super fun, a really nice getaway, although I did have to leave a day early because all of them had the whole week after President's Day off school and I did not. So uh, I yeah, I have not home. worked in days. It's been amazing. <laughs> um, I, on the other hand, had to go back to school on Tuesday. I know. Um, but that was fine. And I just, I feel like this, it's been really busy and like crazy lately. And um, part of that is, is that this is kind of the peak time for, you know, 
Um, little little public service announcement: Don't let your kids play club sports, because um, we have you know two two club sport children, and this time of year there's no fun to be had. You know, and I know I'm supposed to say that I derive joy from watching my kids do something that they love, but I don't. Um, <laughs> yesterday we uh, drove up to Roseville. Um, for a volleyball tournament and we had to leave at 5.30, which was actually later than we would have had to leave if we'd had Grace with us, but she had stayed with a teammate. And we got home at like eight. Mm-hmm. That was an entire day in a in a an event center in folding chairs and bleachers, you know, for 12 hours to watch four games, two of which she didn't even play in. And so it's like, how about fuck all of this right off? <laughs> you know, the only bright side was that I had brought work with me, like, you know, papers and stuff. And I got it all graded. So I felt very accomplished. Um, something fun. You don't just draw smiley faces. I mean, I do a lot of stars. I do lots of stamps and smiles. Yeah, I need more stamps, but I'm stars are my, are my main go to and minus ones. I do a lot of minus ones. No good. Minus <laughs> no one. good. Boo. Um, but I did something fun this morning. We went to breakfast at the Buena Vista, which is um, a little bar restaurant ish type place up by Ghirardelli Square in the city that's famous for bringing Irish coffees to the United States. Um, and we've gone there lots of times for Irish coffees. But we've never eaten there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw their breakfast menu. And I got really excited because I don't You may know this or remember this about me, Meredith, but Eggs Benedict is my go to breakfast item. I feel like you're like a Ron Swanson, like you need Eggs Benedict on a shirt, like a t-shirt I, or a poster. Yeah, or a poster up in my room. office, yeah. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is, I don't even like ham. Mm-hmm. I just love Eggs Benedict enough that I will eat ham. You're like, you'll tolerate it. I will. The egg well, the Buena want. Vista <laughs> does um, an Eggs Benedict with a sausage patty instead. Oh, how was that? It was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, marred only slightly by the fact that right after she dropped off our food, I immediately started having the worst bloody nose I've ever had in my life. Oh, I had to leave the table without taking a single bite of my breakfast and stand in the bathroom for five plus minutes waiting for the gushing blood to stop. What in the... And all I'm doing is like in the bathroom, like getting annoyed that my breakfast is getting cold because I was so excited for this Benedict. I was like, God damn fucking shit. I was like thinking, well, I'm just going to do like that second grade MO and just jam toilet paper up my nostril and go back to the table like that because I wanted to eat so bad. Um, You're like, do I have a tampon? I can right. half, shove it up there. Yeah, of course, there was no tampon machine in the Buena Vista women's bathroom. They're Another just, PSA. It's just too classy. But yeah, they're like, well, most of our guests are in, like postmenopausal, so <laughs> we're not worried about that. You don't know. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Anyhow, um, but I did manage to, you know, stem the the blood flow and get back and really, really enormously enjoy <laughs> I'm glad my breakfast. Out. Yeah, everything tasted a little coppery, but. Oh, God. Got through. <laughs> it's just too much blow, Katie. Well, you know, I just need to alternate I love nostrils. The, I love the snort you do. Yeah. Right? Well, now, now yeah. I'm like paranoid. Every time I feel something, I'm like, oh, it's starting oh, again. It's oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, it has to be just like all the crud you've dealt, dealt with being sick and all Yeah, that and that's why and like Tom was really it's concerned rough. because it was one of those things. where, it, like, in, It's in horror movies and everything. Like You're looking at somebody and then all of a sudden, blood. like, what am I, 11? <laughs> like, they're coming. They're coming yeah. for us. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, or, you know, you just had like a brain aneurysm. Yeah, and so not great. I, like, I had no idea anything was going on until I felt the drops start landing on my hand, like in my lap. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? So he was very put off. What did he get for breakfast? He, he just Chili had gillies? like... <laughs> That would be funny. Yeah, a, a Bloody Mary. It's no. a Bloody Mary and the Yeah. With red sauce. You no, know, fortunately, it was just um, eggs and bacon and potatoes. And, um, you know, he was increasing. He was incredibly concerned. But when I came back uh, to the table, he had eaten a good portion of his He's breakfast. Like, I was he was so worried. He didn't wait on me. And, and he managed to have, like, finish his first Irish coffee and have a second while I was in He's the like, bathroom. well, it is my birthday. And he's been, he's <laughs> been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it was actually a very fun. It's a beautiful day here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, it's it's been gorgeous. Finally, after all this crummy weather and and rain rain and and everything. Yeah. I'm glad it was so nice for me to bleed everywhere. (laughs) 
And I'm like, as opposed to last week Ugh. when we were at Napa, I'm sure, I, you know, I would have hated that. Like, yeah. being able to, like, play out, hang out, play outside. No, hang out outside. Yeah, I was fully ready to, like, jump in a cold pool until I felt how cold that pool actually <laughs> yeah, was. Like, I'm worried right, this is going to stop my heart. I was like, yeah, I was like, my feet went instantly numb when I stepped into the step. I was like, whoa, that's not, not the, not the party I'm here for. No, no, no. That's so, terrible. Yeah, pulled the plug on that idea. <sighs> okay. Well, I did the synopsis. <laughs> I have to read. I'm literally going to have to read this. It's going to be like someone else wrote it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hmm, I don't Interesting. I forgot. Okay. So Flatliners came out in 1990. It has a bunch of very famous It's a who's who of 1990. Of the, um, late, early 90s Brat Pack. Well, and the thing is, like, I feel like it's not really Brat Pack. It was like, okay, because it, but honestly, this is like a counter Brat Pack because the Brat Pack was like Emilio Estevez and Demi Moore and Rob Lowe. And I mean, I don't know if like the Breakfast Club group, like Molly Ringwald. Let me think. Um, The early 90s boy and girl next door club. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) With like Julia Roberts and Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but they were, I, I feel like, like they were the all ones. In 1990. <laughs> yeah, 1990. It was a good year. It was second grade. I was in the second. I, <laughs> I was wasn't learning. watching this movie. <laughs> no, although I probably would have. So Absolutely. Okay, so it opens with choral music and statues with sort of ominous music. We see a Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, his character is Nelson. He hops over a seawall and he, hold on, let me go back. Kiefer Sutherland. Mm, he can get it in this tasty uh, he hops over a seawall he looks out over the waves and says today is a good day to die so that's normal a little so, dramatic opening there yeah. suddenly we're in a hospital with Kevin Bacon holding holding down a struggling patient he's a doctor named David Labraccio is it Labraccio? I didn't pay attention to last name. <laughs> Shoot, I don't remember because I was like, "Oh, that's how you pronounce his name." I'll remember that, mm, but that was like weeks ago. Wait, I mean, when do we even um, bother saying last names of Labraccio, characters? Labraccio, because they call him Labraccio. Labraccio. Well, you can call him David. I give you permission. David. Oh, shoot. Okay. Now you're gonna have to substitute no, no, no. that. Labraccio. Okay. Labraccio. <laughs> he tell. He tells. Um, he yells out, you know, that he's going to do surgery and chaos is erupting around him. Nurses are like, you're crazy. You can't do that. Uh, he seems to help the patient, though, um, as a doctor is running in at that time. Another doctor yells out at, yells at him, Labraccio, like, because he's in some trouble. You can't just be do a med surgery. student and do surgery on people. He seems to um, not be excited about that. So and then just as she says, just what the hell do you think you're doing? him nelson is walking around in a place uh that seems to be under construction and remodeling it's a museum kind of place there's like statues yeah like big arches and pillars like very ornate uh like architecture inside um and there's like plastic sheeting everywhere yeah it it Uh, looks like yeah like an abandoned like the mrs basily frankweiler scenario (laughs) and they were like we're just gonna tent all of these um busts of rodan and have med students in here (laughs) yeah yeah so there's another doctor, Randy Steckel, who's played by Oliver, a very young Oliver Platt. And young enough to even be kind of cute himself. He's a little cute. He's dictating a book in his office. In another hospital, there's a woman talking about death and dying uh, to a very young Julia Roberts. Her name is Dr. Rachel Manis. A co-worker asks her why she always talking to patients about death. Uh, in a class, as Nelson and Steckel are working on cadavers, Steckel tells Nelson that he has to unfortunately decline his offer. Mm. We don't really know what the offer What is. offer could it be? Uh, Nelson doesn't seem happy um, because he he's like, Steckel's a genius and I need him. Yeah. Um, but he's not interested because I guess it's probably not great that, you know, what he wants to do. Rachel shows up to class and... Um, she, I said, oh, wait. And a sleaze is trying to get her to go out with him on a date. Um, Nelson pulls her aside and wants Rachel to help him. And she says she's not even interested in helping him kill himself. Labraccio was apparently um, punished and suspended for his, you know, his uh, little 
you know, impromptu surgery, impromptu surgery <laughs> and uh, for four months, he's very upset. Nelson goes to um, Doesn't visit he, like, him. climb out a window and then yeah, like, he's like rappel down the outside of the building. Yeah, I feel like it's maybe abandoned and he's just been crashing there or something. But like really he's know. a full on like harness and shit. Like he buckled yeah. himself into a harness and rappelled out a window instead of like, it, was, it was 1990. I don't know how you people just, lived. You just did then. that. Um, he throws his stuff out of the apartment. He uses a rope to scale out of the apartment. Nelson's trying to ki- kind of convince him. He's like, you got to stay. You got to stay. Um, you're going to be let back in school. Of course you are. You're just, you're smart. They're, they're going to let you back in. So there's mm. way. And he's like, no way, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. I, did you just <laughs> see me propel myself out uh, I using rope? stairs. That's how, what a bad boy I am. <laughs> a bad boy. Rebel. Um, so Nelson says, I'm not doing it. And, and, and he's like, and you don't need, don't, you don't do it either. And um, Nelson seems very determined, but we kind of, kind of figure from the movie title and then Rachel saying, I'm, I'm not, not going to help, help you kill yourself. Well, that, and him being like, it's a good day to die. Yeah, that there, he's planning some crazy, some crazy stuff. So, back in the hospital ward, Rachel brings some flowers to a woman from a younger, she grabs some, all these flowers are surrounding a very young patient. She grabs them and hands them to another um, woman who's very much alone. So she, you can tell she's kind of a very compassionate person. Yeah. In another apartment, Dr. Hurley, who is played by William Baldwin, one of our Baldwin brothers, and he's secretly filming himself having sex with a um, very, probably someone who's not consenting to that. Yeah, no, uh, you definitely can tell that she does not know there is a camera running. Yeah. It's like all propped up in, in the rafters above the bed, angled down. <laughs> and he thinks he's so sneaky, so... Mm-hmm. Nelson calls and the two of them can hear the answering machine playing and he's like, hey, uh, Hurley, bring your camera. And the girl's like, what camera? Zoinks. (laughs) uh, I I added the zoinks part. You did? Um, I thought I remembered that being in the movie. So we know that Hurley is a jackass. Yep. Basically. So in the end, they all show up because they aren't sure why Nelson is doing this. Maybe to try to talk him out of it, but they're pretty much taking part in doing the experiment on Nelson. Um, they're like, I typed it out like, no, no, okay, go ahead. You know, they're like, <laughs> don't well, yeah, do it, don't do, do it. All right, let's do well, this. if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to kill yourself, I'm going to help you not kill yourself. I'm going to help you. So they all hook up monitors uh, to Nelson and they kill him. And he asks for a kiss goodbye, but Rachel says, I'm going to see you soon. You yeah. know? Um, and Hurley films the whole thing happening. Steckle is skittish, and Labraccio, in the end, shows up. Uh, he gets the paddles, and Steckle and Hurley tell him to stop. Uh, he kills He kills him. Wait, hold on. Hurley tells him to stop with the uh, paddles, because they're like, he's gone. And he's like, no way. So he brings it back, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also get to see what Nelson is experiencing in death. Uh there's an aerial shot of a field, a tree. There's killed kids playing in the field. There's streamers. And that's kind of um, Nelson's vision as he's dead. Right. And they're trying to revive him. And they're all um, bringing him back. And it's suddenly very white and grainy. And it seems like it's from the perspective of Hurley's camera. In Nelson's, Nelson's death dream, there's a dog running. There's weird images in spooky woods. There's a dog howling. And the med students are really having a hard time reviving Nelson. Um, so, but he is, oh, he wakes up. He's really excited about the experiment. And the med, they're all really um, thrilled. It's kind of an adrenaline, adrenaline rush. They, they're For able sure. to do this. Yeah. And Nelson seems fine. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know what it was like to die. Nelson says, there's something out there. Uh, he can't get into specifics. He's feeling a little funky, but Labrachio is thinking that he's just talking like Lazarus back from the dead. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Hurley and Rachel go at it about staying dead longer because Rachel's like, I want to go next. And Hurley's like, no, I'm going next. And they kind of go at it for a little bit about who's going to stay dead longer. Yeah, it's like a bidding war. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so in the end, Hurley wants to go for a minute and 30 seconds. Meanwhile, at the car, Nelson's acting all weird, and he see kept he keeps seeing a hobbling, injured dog throughout his like visions and mm-hmm. stuff. And there'd been a dog running in yeah, the in field his, in his vision too. Yeah, and his, it's the same one, and he um, it's kind of seems to be crawling on him, and he's like, "Champ, is that you?" But then it's gone. Later that night, Rachel sleep sleeps at his bedside, 
Annie James again of the boys running, a dog running, and him running and screaming. At Hurley's apartment, he opens his cabinet to reel videotapes with many women's names on it. Um, he talks to his girlfriend, so we know he's a total sleaze because yeah. it's not his girlfriend, it's his fiance. Yeah. Later, there is a dreamy sequence, presumably of birth, women, etc., and it's Hurley's death. Um, he's dying on the table. So mm-hmm. we just see, like, a, it's like a cold start. Uh, we don't see the precursor, like, we yeah, saw the build like, up Nels- and the process yeah. and everything just jump right in. Yeah. We didn't see, um, <laughs> like, we saw Nelson being put, put not put down, put but down. like, <laughs> being euthanized. Put, you know, uh, euthanized essentially. So, um, but it's, then the students are kind of working on reviving him. Um, and in his death dream, he's dreaming about butts and a harem of ladies. And then he's <laughs> revived. Yeah, because there's like butts everywhere. Just and butts. women like, hey. It was like a Sir Mix-a-Lot video. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he was like, yeah, that was not bad. That was pretty, I'd do pretty that good. Again. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, so then Rachel and Abraccio grab go back and forth on death time again. Once again, she's outbid, outbid and she leaves because they keep outbidding her. Yeah, like they know. don't want to let her go. Yes. Nelson asks Hurley if there's anything negative about his experience. Um, and Hurley's like, no, nah, not really. Slow butts is pretty great. <laughs> um, so, but then Labrachia goes out to uh, catch Rachel and the two of them argue. She, he wants to go next because he is a, is a skeptic. That's why he, what his motivation is. And she's like... No, you just want me to go because I'm a woman. This mm-hmm. is like, this is total bullshit. Um, so she also, but she thinks there's something out there and she's obsessed. Um, but then she gets uh, defensive when Labraccio calls her out on being obsessed about death. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just have to know. And he's like, you're obsessed. She's like, no, how dare you? Kind of <laughs> like that. I'm not upset. It's just I'm the upset. only thing I'm interested in. I just only want to know about it. What? Okay. So, alone, Nelson is walking in the dark streets in the rain when he goes to a seedy alley filled with a bunch of scumbags. <laughs> um, one of the unhoused calls him by the name saying, we all know what you've done. In the subway underground, um, he, go- he goes in there, he sees Shadow, and he hears, uh, or he, he sees Shadow's on the walls, he hears Champ struggling to walk, the little dog making the kind of little sad sounds. He runs down a graf- graffiti-ridden tunnels, um, and he hears his name being called out. And he suddenly sees a kid, the same one that he saw in his uh, death dream, and the kid just beats the the living shit out of him. The living shit out of him yeah. in his little red hoodie. Yeah. I just have to note that the actor that plays the kid mm-hmm. is the son from Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, and he's so cute, but I love it's Harry it, and the Henderson. It's such a contrast, like the two characters. Harry. Um, I tried to show that to Charlotte. She was disgusted by Harry. She couldn't look at him. Oh, really? I did. She's that, like, he's disgusting. Um, I can't look at him. I did a fundraiser movie day at school two years ago, and that's the movie that I showed them. I love Harry and the Hendersons. She's like, you ate my orchid. I was gonna keep that flower for the rest of my life. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, so Harry and the Hendersons. Um, beats the hell out of him. <laughs> he's stunned on the ground in this kind of subway tunnel, and he's on the floor. Meanwhile, Hurley is haunted um, by him being just a piece of crap who films women without their consent. At Nelson's place, he stitches himself up, and he gets startled when he thinks he sees Champ again, but it turns out just to be trick-or-treater. So he's definitely spooked. Yeah, um, it's in his head. Yes. So he got beaten up. He keeps seeing this dog. Um there's craziness and then uh hurley who initially thought that was pretty great his death is um kind like, of being haunted by like, it. wait no, a minute a i'm actually a misogynist actually, and all I'm these women are not happy with me yeah so um there is a full-on halloween party going on and labraccio is going to die now it's his turn he sees images of his whole life in the womb mountains and flying nelson starts pushing for more time he starts dreaming of a girl in the pay- playground, and after some struggle to revive him, he is finally back. Nelson wants to go next, and Rachel is mad because she just keeps getting bumped on the list. Yeah. She wants to go next, or she walks. Yeah. And um, there's kind of a mutiny, and Nel- Nelson leaves really pissed. Later, Steckel and Hurley are walking home, and Hurley keeps seeing his conquest films kind of in his brain, mm-hmm. um, along with his girlfriend saying, I love you. He's just really guilty, as he should be. Um, Then Nelson goes home, and he's beaten up by that kid again. (laughs) 
he's like, I'm going to keep Nelson down for longer. I'm going to let him die. And they're like, then you can't do that. And he's like, I'm out of here. And then the little kid beats him up. So yeah. it's kind of, I thought I wasn't mad about it. So, <laughs> so then Rachel goes to sleep at Labrachio's bedside. She has to leave and she tells them that she has lost people who are close to her and she wants to see if they went to a good place. That's her motivation. She right. really confesses why she's so interested Fixated in this whole, yeah. um, you know, death and dying and where you go. She helps a dying patient later and looks at a picture of her and her dad later. And this is presumably, you're allowed to kind of surmise that, it, it, you know, that is the close person that was close to her that passed away. In the subway, Liberatio sees a school-aged girl that calls him names, and it's the girl from his death dream that was on the play yard. So that's what's haunting him. Mm-hmm. Um, later, Rachel is about to die, and Liberatio doesn't show up until he comes running in and wants to revive her earlier than she had asked. She's dreaming about her dad um, when she was a child and going into the bathroom where he is waiting. He runs out um, of the house and then he takes his own life. Her mom's yelling at her. It's her fault. She's a young girl. She's like eight or or nine or something. Um, And then, unfortunately, the power goes out when they are trying to revive her. They're able to do so and then she's back. But it was a lot of pretty big struggle to get her (laughs) revived without the use of um, the paddles. Labrachio explains why he stopped the experiment. He saw a girl from his elementary school, and he feels like he's being haunted. Something is following him, yeah. basically. And he's like, because um, Nelson hasn't mentioned anything to anyone yet about the little boy who keeps kicking his ass. Yeah. And so he keeps yeah. showing up, and they're like, what did you do? He's like, I fell down the stairs. So he didn't say that, but it's kind of... He yeah, it's to, total battered woman yeah. syndrome. <laughs> he tries to play off like... Um, it's not a big deal. Whatever's yeah. happening is not a big deal. So finally, Hurley, which is kind of bullshit. Then totally bullshit. Yeah, yeah that he like knew that this risk existed and didn't. And tell he didn't them. tell anyone. He, yeah, that's pretty shysty. So Hurley admits to his hauntings, and then Nelson tells them that a kid from his bat passes back and beats the crap out of him. Everyone's mad that Nelson didn't tell them about this weird stuff that he was experiencing. Um, and Rachel is in the bathroom on her own. She's like, I just need to minute by myself and then her dead dad comes to her and scares the shit out of her so already she's being haunted yeah like, her immediately. starts immediately <laughs> yeah so back at nelson's place he installs locks against this whatever entity ghost uh rachel is recovering and labrachio is there with her steckle and hurley leave her place um and of course nelson is beaten up again you know even though he <laughs> installed that you know the, lo- lock. the lock didn't protect yes. him from the ghost boy? Yeah. I don't, Shocking. Yeah, who who would have thought? And then Rachel sees her dead da- her dead dad again and was freaking her out. Labrachio returns to his old clothes school and remembers torturing his classmate, who's the, the girl that he keeps um, seeing in his visions. Yeah. T- like, I feel like, to be clear, for people who haven't seen this movie, not torturing, like, actual, like, Saw movie no, torturing. Just yeah. teasing. Like, some pretty aggressive teasing with, like, kind of racist undertones because he's mm-hmm. white and she was African-American and there it's, was, like, um, a bunch of them. It's the epitome of horrible, horrendous... Bullying. Bullying. Yeah. That was pretty well accepted yeah. back in the 80s. Not the way the kids use the word bully now, yeah. like we've been talking about recently, but actual bullying, yeah. like verbal abuse that scars someone for life. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's what his torture in, meant, just like being a real shit um, to a little girl in a school. So he, Hurley also um, starts seeing all the women that he was a scumbag with on his kind of trysts. He sees his girlfriend there as he's walking. Um, what happens is he's he's walking and women keep coming approaching him and talking to him. He's like, yeah, I don't know what you know. I'll see. Who are you? Okay, see you later. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm not interested. And they keep like saying stuff that he's said to her, said to them to them. Yeah, like, like the, his pickup no lines deal. and stuff. You know, we can just go out. You know. Um, yeah. So he walks into his apartment and sees his fiance, mm-hmm. and he's like, are you real? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> These are all like visions he's having. And it is her. She's really there. But she's seen all of his tapes. Uh, so she leaves him because she doesn't trust him. And then I said in my notes, boo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. You deserve better than that. Even if he is in med, med school. So And and a bald one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Labrachio gets the contact information of the girl that he was, you know, bullied through school. And then he ha- has to do 
you know, a few hour drive, Nelson is like, can I please go with you? But it's funny because he seems really vulnerable at this moment, uh, even though he's been like a total dick and super like self-righteous, really full of himself. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to die, you know, mm. and then um, Rachel was like, I'm going next. He's like, the fuck you are. And then he's like, hell, I'm, I'm scared. Can I go with you? Yeah, well, it's like it like broke his spirit. Like he's yeah. just because he's been he's the only one that's been actually like attacked yes. and, and it's been like repeatedly now, like ongoing for a while and nothing he, like he can't protect himself from it at all. And yeah. so I think it like really has like totally like Knocked you say, him like, down a little bit. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. changed his whole perspective. Yes. Yeah. So meanwhile, Rachel freak gets freaked out at during a cadaver test, uh, in, at, in med school. And it's basically like, the teacher comes in, she's like, a few are going to fail, for sure. I'm handing out this many A's, this many B's, the rest of you are going to have to leave. Yeah. So these are like high stakes mm-hmm. um, tests. Um, and then an arm starts to emerge from her sheet and it starts, it looks like her dad. She runs out because she's just like really super freaked out. Hurley chases after her. Um, Labraccio goes to, um, oh, well, I think Steckel stays, but um, Hurley's like, I got to go help her yeah. because she's having a mental break of some kind. Steckle's like, nah, I'm going to stay and be do, all over do my test. <laughs> got my test to do. So meanwhile, Labrachia goes to talk to Winnie. He leaves Nelson in the car. They're kind of out in the middle of nowhere and it's a beautiful property. Yeah, but, like a like, little farmhouse, of, the big greenhouse. And... Lots of plants and stuff. And I forgot to say that like Labrachia has kind of uh, a military vehicle, kind of Jeep thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So It's like um, open back. Yes. Yeah. And Are they... in the back there's like... Sh- Kitchen, um, not kitchen, excuse me, gardening stuff, mm-hmm. like shears Weirdly. and things like that. Um, are they, just interrupt, Are they're in Chicago? Where are they supposed to be? I always thought it was Philadelphia, but maybe I'm just playing that. In your head? In my head. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, if I'm right, that'll be crazy. Oh, I'll high five be... you from across the room. <laughs> high five myself. So, um, Let's see. He leaves Nelson in the car because he's like, I'm trying to talk to this lady. And you're you know. a hot mess. Yeah, and you're having a problem. <laughs> Don't come so with me. Hang out in the car. So he goes to talk to Winnie and then Nelson starts to get creeped out in the truck all by himself. Labrangio chats with Winnie and she asks him, you know, why did you come? She's an adult now with her own kids and her own life. And she has like her own business where she does like greenhouse stuff and seems pretty, you know, doing really well. She starts to get upset, but in the end, he, you know, he's like, I'm really sorry. And I, I didn't come to make, come here make to it worse, make it yeah. worse. And I just want you to know, I'm really sorry, mm-hmm. you know, for everything I did. Like, and, I was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Please forgive me. <laughs> yeah. So, but at first she's like super cagey, like, what are you doing here? And then um, she gets mad. And rightly so. You know, she's like, you're just here for yourself. Yeah. Basically. And, and, and she's like, I'm not that ugly little girl anymore. I haven't been her for a long time. And, and it's like, like, but you were never ugly. Yeah. And I'm really sorry. Yeah. And. And he's basically very genuine Mm -hmm. um, in his kind of, you know, effort for coming out there to her house saying, you know, I'm sorry for what I did, um, but I didn't come here to make you feel worse. And please forgive me if that's what I ended up doing. And he starts to leave kind of a little bit despondent. And then the end, she's like. It's a, it's fine. Thank you for coming. Yeah. And they part ways pretty much um, where he's forgiven and um, there's kind of peace between them. Mm hmm. So in the truck, though, Billy Mahoney, <laughs> who this bully's been given a name, basically, by Nelson saying Billy Mahoney keeps coming and beating the shit out of me. Yeah, because he knew the kid yeah, when so, he was a kid. But up until pretty a little bit later in the movie, we don't know the name of this, this yeah. kid at all. So he's beating up Nelson, uh, but Labreccio arrives just in time to stop it. He's in the back of the truck about to kind of get stabbed or whatever. <laughs> like um, lawn shears. <laughs> yeah. And... But it's also just him doing it to himself. Yeah. It's not any kind of entity. It's But he is imagining that he's being attacked. Yeah, so and he's like struggling and stuff. Yeah. So then Rachel and Hurley are waiting, um, you know, waiting. And they, ha- hold on, Rachel and Hurley are waiting for her? And they have it out? Hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Rachel storms off and wants Nelson to find the kid that he tormented. Waiting for him, maybe? I don't know. I think I mistyped that something. Might make, that might make sense if they were waiting for Nelson and they're yeah, fighting. I think they're all supposed to kind of <clears throat> reconvene yeah. uh, at this point. But then Rachel storms off and then um, and once and then, you know, Nelson's like, I got to go find that kid. Mm-hmm. So Rachel tells Abreu what had happened. Um, and then she went into the room and it led it to his death. Like what? 
what happened with her father and how that how she feels responsible yeah like it was her fault that her father um completed suicide because of her and he's like you know your dad's in a good place um and he would want you to let him go and also it's not your fault you're just like a little kid well like and i don't they don't like articulate this but you can tell from like all the visuals and it was like he was uh he'd just come home from vietnam he was a veteran yes and he had just i think he had just gotten home yeah and And so it was obviously ptsd and super fucked up and and so she you know he was struggling she happened so it's like she didn't even trigger it she just happened to be there when he broke yeah, her mom's a piece of crap, though, for being like, this is your fault. Like, yeah. what the... F- no, that's... Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Uh, some people. Okay. So, Nelson leads um, them to his old neighborhood because his um, they are kind of trying to track him down and chase him. And Hurley and Steckle are, you know, running after him as he's leading them and to um, in the end, which is a graveyard. And it's Billy Mahoney's graveyard. Or, um, grave, grave, yeah. stone. And that's where he is buried. So he tells them finally about that whole story mm-hmm. from, from his childhood. He said he and his D-Gen friends <laughs> were throwing <laughs> rocks at Billy Mahoney. And he climbed up in a tree to kind of get away from them. And he fell as he was begging, begging mm-hmm. for his life or begging them to please stop. And they wouldn't. And he ended up falling out of the tree and he died, and a big, huge branch fell on the dog and, yeah, like, and killed him, the dog as well. So then, because of that, he was sent to a special home because of that, you know, that tragedy. And he's like, I already paid my dues, you know, because he went to that home. He, like, had to go. Basically, he was in juvie yeah. for, for having done that. Um, but then he runs off, and he... he steals the car and he's like i gotta go i can't remember what he says i gotta go make this right or whatever um or pay you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have to pay yeah well it's like it makes it because he he gets um like pissed off when liberty is like saying you know i'm i atoned for what i did like we're being haunted by you know our transgressions or whatever and so i made my haunting go away by going and apologizing to this girl and but then like Nelson's like, well, great, my guy's fucking dead. Like, how, how do I, I apologize do to a dead kid? <laughs> yeah. So he's he's like, well, I have to go atone, basically. And they're like, well, shit, what does that mean? <laughs> they mean a lot of things. So um, anyway, so they are kind of, you know, figuring out how to find him. Meanwhile, at Rachel's house, she starts seeing her dad, but it's interrupted by Labrachio, who says like, I have to go pick up Nelson and Steckel. Um, You know, they were, um, or excuse me, I think Hurley and Steckle, because Nelson took the car and buggered off. Right. (laughs) So Rachel is suddenly, though, back in her nightmare again, and she, somehow, she's able to see her dad, and she, uh, as an adult, seeing him um, using heroin, and then she realizes that he was an addict. Maybe, I, I don't know, like, I wonder if that's, like, what she saw as a child and then had finally realized as an adult what was going on. Yeah. But, um, so he apologizes to her and the two of them embrace, meaning that's kind of the end of her nightmare. But right. She kind of had to... And she needed closure. For herself, kind of had to forgive herself for yeah. what had happened. And, and as an adult, having kind of the perspective of my dad was an addict and he was having, you know, so many problems coming back from the war. Um, it wasn't her fault yeah. what happened. So she seemed pretty, pretty much better, I think. Steckle and Hurley finally get picked up and they all have to go find Nelson. But Nelson called Rachel and apologizes about, you know, all the shit that he said to her for being a jackass. She's like, it doesn't matter. And then he says he's going under again. And she says, like, don't do it. No one's with you. That's really, really dangerous. But then he hangs up and, and leaves. He goes back to their lab and everyone is just trying to try to get there as quickly as possible to intervene because he's officially putting, putting himself under by himself. Right. So nobody himself. to bring him back. Right. So he injects himself. He goes under. He gets under the little plastic blanket thing <laughs> with the lights. Um so in his dream, he sees himself as a boy running back in his nightmare, and the team is trying to revive him, and he's being just tormented. Um, and he falls out of a tree to his own death, 
And at this point, he's, it's been 12 minutes and he seems very, very dead. <laughs> and um, the Braccio is upset and he uses the paddles again and again and again. And so he finally, though, in, um, in, in he's kind of we see little parts of his dream, his death dream at the same time as they're kind of trying to revive him. And in, in his death dream, he and Billy stop and they look at each other very meaningfully, mm-hmm. I think. And finally, Nelson comes back from from death. Yeah. And he whispered in Labraccio's ear that it wasn't such a good day to die. Mm. And that's the end of Flatliners, which now I remember what happened. So I'm glad I read it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I typed this up. So Katie, did you think this is scary? Um, I think that parts of it are spooky. Um, I think overall... I don't know if you would categorize it as a horror movie. It's kind of like a little sci-fi thriller-ish. Um, but the scenes where they're um, particularly Bill- the Billy haunting scenes, um, the alleys, the tunnels underground, like um, those are very spooky. And um, when Winnie's character is first introduced, like on the subway, like that's, that's kind of a creepy moment. Um, so... <clears throat> I feel like there there are definitely scenes that are creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think overall that it's a scary movie, um, but I thought it was a really um, inventive concept. Um, and, you know, I really, obviously the cast was the cast. Like, even now, that would be an impressive cast to put together. It's like not even dated. It'd be like a more impressive cast now than it was then if you got the same team of people together. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, anytime you're um, exploring like the death and life after death and supernatural like contact or being um, being pursued uh, or preyed upon by entities that you know non living entities, that's always gonna have uh, give it the the creepy element that makes it almost like horror. Yeah. But did you think it was scary? Um, when I first saw it, for sure, I thought it was definitely creepy. Yeah. Um. How old were you when you first saw it? I want to say I was a teenager, so pretty young. I don't think I saw it until I was an adult. I think I saw it when it was like during my UPN watching on a Saturday (laughs) night. Like Candyman, like all the movies from the early 90s. Mm -hmm. So Flatliners for sure was one that I watched as well. Um, I don't know how much it would have been edited out, though. There was not much. That's a good point. Uh, I don't think that would be needed to be yeah. censored yeah, yeah. yeah except for yeah. like the very brief sex scenes when hurley's like hooking up and yeah and even then himself. they didn't really show much yeah, and they didn't show anything they show like an arm and a leg and he's and like back and he's like i'm a scoundrel <laughs> 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 but i did like the um there's like the creepy tree with the with billy mahoney yeah. climbing up and uh-huh. then like the it was like lightning and the graveyard and and he was running and wild and uh, Nelson as an adult. And you're like, what's going to happen? And it was kind of scary. And then the setting of where they were kind of an abandoned museum. Yeah. You know, so I looked um, it up. It, it was in Chicago. Oh, okay. um, and that's um, they used the uh, Museum of Science and Industry. Oh, okay. buildings because those are um some of the buildings from the World's Fair, the Chicago World's Fair in 1900, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the one from... Uh, Devil in the White City. Oh, yeah. Um, That World's Fair. So they erected a lot of um, impressive buildings for that World's Fair. And then the ones that remained, like, got repurposed for museums and things like that. Um, And so I guess they... um, There's a couple of different locations um, listed uh, for where... And so I'm not sure the interiors, like, if any of them were soundstage um, or if it was just exteriors that they used because there's a church on the list. Um, Interestingly... Um, there's like a couple that uh, a couple locations that are in California, so they were definitely like filmed out of suitcase or whatever. Because the um, the boyhood backflashes, like the field and the tree and everything, mm-hmm. that was all filmed in California. Um, and then the it says fire station twenty three. I don't really remember what point they were in a fire station in this movie, but um, I don't that, know. that was in L A. Also, um, but yeah, primarily it was um, in Chicago, and so I think that it was. Um, it was yeah, it was a cool setting too. The mm-hmm. that um the space that they were in made it seem I don't know, like it kind of how how far after um Lost Boys was this? Like just a year um, or so, right? 
I thought Lost Boys was like 88, maybe, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Looking Let's up, see. looking up, looking up. It's only a few years later. But you definitely like look at um, Kiefer and you get that same vibe, even though he doesn't have like the freaky eyes and the fangs and his hair is a little toned down. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like that lends a little bit of a creepiness to just that carryover of that actor from the uh, like a previous character that was like really, you know, well known. Mm-hmm. Still looking for being a creepy vampire, creepy vampire guy, but also very sexy. Yeah, no complaints. <laughs> well, I don't know. I thought that that setting was really just scary, and it was like an abandoned space, and they were like the only ones there. But like, who else could be there? And you don't know. And I don't know. Yeah. So it definitely seemed a little bit ooky spooky. Yeah, it was eighty-seven. Was Lost Boys? So this was a couple oh, years okay. after. Um, so three years later. Yeah. And Jesus, he had, he, oh my God, Kiefer Sutherland was in four movies that were released in 87. <laughs> no big deal. Just, and you know. Then, yeah. ND, NDB, um, three released in 88, uh, one in 89. Jesus Lord. Um, four, five, released five movies in 1990. Oh, one of them, okay, it was just the voice of the Nutcracker Prince, but Flatliners, Young Guns 2, something called Chicago Joe and the Showgirl. Ooh, Young Guns. Yeah, and then something called Flashback. Oh, I don't know what that one is. Yeah, so obviously he was crazy productive in those few years, just acting his little blonde ass off. (laughs) Just acting his heart off. Yeah. Um, But I do have to, um, you know, remark on the, um, the remake because I'm a big fan of the remake Um, I love it Um, I should actually I've already uh, had in my head what year that came out but since I'm already in Kiefer's um, IMDB I can just look it up because he had a uh, cameo in it a little cameo yeah so it came out in 2017 was he still Nelson? Um, no no but he was um, he was one of the like um training doctors like one of the veteran doctors that was like training the team of young med students that were you know the story Hmm, um and um anyway so it has um the main character is elliot page um and uh they are a kind of a combination of julia roberts's character and kevin kevin no Kiefer sutherland's character Mm -hmm. because they're the ones that want to um that initiate the whole project that are the first ones to like invite all the friends and everything and be like i'm gonna die like i want to die like do this do this do this and revive me and like they've got the whole thing planned out but they're also the one that um that is obsessed with what happens after you die because of a loss Mm -hmm. because um her little sister uh was killed in a car accident um well um, i we were talking about this last week i don't know what pronoun to use because this was when elliot page was still performing as ellen page and so obviously the character that she was playing was female in this movie Mm -hmm. um so but in in the in this movie ellen page's character um was driving a car and got in an accident and her little sister was killed. And so then later on when she's in medical school, um, she's fixated on what happens to you after you die. And right. so it's a combination of that element of Julia Roberts's character and then Kiefer Sutherland as the main character that initiates this whole thing. Right. Um, and then it's uh, it's a pretty cool uh, assembly of performers that they got um you know, again, like just a whole bunch of different med students with um, like kind of different personalities and different backgrounds and their own like issues and everything. And um, Diego Luna is one of them mm-hmm. who um, is very cool from the Star Wars universe. I love him. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, and he's like the uh, kind of the veteran smart. He might even be like the Kevin Bacon ish character because like he's he's really smart. He's got he was a, a an EMT with the fire department for years before he came into medical school. So he's got all this experience that they don't have. And he's like kind of the hero Did in he a, lot scale of the, a lot of apartments. Absolutely. No, he did not. He did not. Um, this and movie is clearly trash. He's not jumping rejected up, entirely. out of apartments like Kevin Bacon did. Yeah. Um, but I would say that the remake, um, to me, was even, was a lot scarier than the original. Felt more like a horror movie. I've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak to... I don't um, remember it, honestly. Yeah, because um, so Courtney is that that main character that initiates the whole project. 
And um, when she starts being haunted, it's by the ghost of her little sister. And the mm. scenes where um, they introduce that when like she's in her apartment and it's a lot more some of it's a lot more like um not cliche, but standard horror movie stuff. Like you're in the bathroom and you hear the the shower curtain behind you and you turn and look and it's closed. And so you walk over really slowly and you pull it back and there's nothing there. And so you like push it all the way back and then you walk away and then you hear it go again and then you go back. And it's like, you know, those kinds of suspense building, like very kind of standard horror movie type things. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, it's really frightening. And then, um, you know, there's the, uh, they have like the, the guy who, He's not a womanizer like Billy Baldwin's character, but he did um, like abandon a girl that he got pregnant when he was younger. And so that's what's tormenting him. Good. Um, Yep. He deserves it. (laughs) What a cool guy. Um, But so it's the same thing where they all go under and then they start um, experiencing this this kind of like being preyed on um, by the the mistakes that they've made or the the transgressions um, in their past. And they're trying to sort out like how to... um, how to resolve it, how to make it stop. Right. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I I really liked it. It updated some of the technological elements and some of the medical elements. Like they're in the basement of the hospital. They're not in like a museum (laughs) doing these things. They're Um, not in the World's Fair Museum? I know. It it took a lot. of. Well, it did. I mean, obviously that changed the feel of it. Yeah. You know, it didn't get that spooky element from the the setting. Um, It was more just like very, very sterile, very um, intense in that way. and uh, yeah, like I would, I would definitely recommend the the remake. Even though I would like rewatching it, I was like, oh, I kind of remember this being a little better. And I don't know if it's because I was like watching it so shortly after watching the original, because mm-hmm. um, they're kind of um, they're very different. Yeah. So I yeah. wouldn't obviously wouldn't say that the remake was better than the original because they're kind of like apples and oranges. Right. Yeah. Um, except for the storyline. Um, but, you know, it was it was fun, like when, you know, seeing it for the first time and then seeing Kiefer Sutherland be like, oh, my God, like fangirling that he's <laughs> in it for like five minutes. Um, I mean, I would be fangirling. I mean, he still looks good. Yeah. He still looks good. So, yeah, he looks good. I'll watch it again. I just didn't. I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. I just didn't. <laughs> just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, well, I. I think that also I was going to say part of what makes sometimes movies scary are the settings, especially if it's um, and even in life. For example, later today, I'm probably going to go by my school and it's empty. Mm-hmm. And there's always a little bit of like for I go into the multipurpose room and in the closet, there's a paper and it's really dark in there. And it's just the the idea of being somewhere somewhere where there's no one there and it's a very different setting Mm -hmm. than in the middle of the day on a weekday. Absolutely. You know, and just the creepy feeling that you get, like the nervous feeling that Mm -hmm. you have where you're just like, oh, so uh, a very quiet, abandoned museum or a school or whatever, the setting Mm -hmm. can really lend a lot to uh, the feel of a movie. So I really liked that part of the Flatliners for sure. I wonder if it's like, because there's two things that those have in common where it's like a large space, like the inside of a, like a museum after it's closed or a school after it's closed is like a, is a larger space. And so it almost feels like you're more vulnerable because attacks mm-hmm. could come from any angle. Yeah. And who's, who can, see, who can watch you? Who can yeah. see you yeah. when you're just by yourself? And it's also, it's a space where you're not really supposed to be at night. Yeah. Right. Because um, right. you're, you're not, unless you're, you know, the night watchman or whatever, like you don't think of a museum or even something like a grocery store or like all of those places of business where you would only ever be there during the day. Yes. And so to be there at night feels wrong yeah. in, in and of itself. There's a name for that. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. It's like being somewhere where it, it's a very comfortable place that you frequent, but the set, it's very different from how it usually is. Mm-hmm. It's there's, there's no people there. There's just you. It's quiet. It's yeah. dark. And it's just completely unsettling. Yeah. Um, so I feel that way kind of going fun. into my school um, when it's dark, too, especially because we have, like, you know, uh, religious statues and stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all over like the place. watching you. Yeah, yeah. So You're it's, like, I'm just here to make a copy. <laughs> I swear to God, it's copy machines available. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right. <sighs> setting is, you know. It's actually something that I covered with my literature class not that long ago, like how oh, yeah. how much the setting affects the story. How, yeah, how it can it's totally make or break 
a movie for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually do a lot of our literature lessons um, to try and kind of um, characterize them or um, help the kids kind of relate to the concepts. I start with um, applying them to movies mm-hmm. um, before we apply them to, to books and stories. Um, and just recently I was talking because we were talking about point of view, like first versus third person point of view. And so I had like, I did this whole thing where I was talking to them about um, found footage horror movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> and how much scarier it is when you feel like you're the one running through the woods being chased as opposed to watching someone run through the woods being chased. Yeah. And that that's like the same difference if you're reading a book that's written in first person, you are the character having those experiences. It's going to affect you differently than reading a book about other people having those experiences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was like thinking about our, our summer of found footage things. I'm like, you guys should listen to my pod. Oh, you're in sixth grade. You can't. <laughs> you can't. But it is kind of your, just a little bit of a character in the movie or a character in the book where you're just kind of along for the ride and you mm-hmm. have no control and you're like, oh my God, don't yeah. go in there. Oh, guess we're going in there. We're yeah. going to get murdered and we're all going to die ah. together. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I'm glad we talked about this movie. It's been um, on, on the list for a long time. Yeah, and it's it is a classic. It's a it's kind of a must see. I don't know. Not everybody might find it rewatchable. Yeah. Um, but it's a must see. I mean, well, for the cast, if nothing else, for the else. cast alone, it's really good to watch. And, yeah. And, and it's fun. So, mm-hmm. and I don't. I mean, I don't remember how long it is. It's not like super long. I it's not a big like. commitment. Yeah, I don't feel <laughs> it's like it's not an it. Oppenheimer. <laughs> no. Um, but. Oh. For my kids watching this, Charlotte, I think she'd watch it and be like, this is kind of boring. Yeah. I think Grace would probably find it boring, too. <laughs> like, they're haunted by their past. I I'm don't, trying to remember. I can't, can't relate. I'm oh, like, Grace did I'm watch boring, the, 13. um, she watched the remake with me. Oh, what did she think about it? Like it? Um, I think she'd kind of take it or leave it. Um, yeah. there, there, there are some, not graphic sex scenes, but like very overt like um high energy <laughs> sex scenes where i mean she's there's like, like eh, okay. i was like well you know this that. is you know she's she's gonna be 15 in a couple weeks yeah she'll so, be 14 yeah after the wedding so. um, i know it's no good nope it's no good katie let's not talk about that mm-hmm. let's talk about so we're keeping it in the same um <laughs> time era for our next film my pick. Um, Meredith is not on the hook for this one. I pushed for this I'm one. I'm really glad you're summarizing. Uh, yeah, so I'll be doing the recap. It can't be on any our... worse than what I did, where I was like, I forgot what I wrote. <laughs> and then I have typos. I'm like, uh, him, her, somebody. Was, somebody to, was chasing somebody. They're all, they're all They're all mad. Someone had to run away. Yeah, well, now that, um, you know, Valentine's Day is behind us, the next holiday looming on the horizon is St. Patrick's Day. And so I asked if we could pretty please do Leprechaun um, for our episode to be released on St. Patrick's Day. Um, So that is the 1992 film starring Warwick Davis, um, who I was a huge fan of as a kid because I loved Willow. Um, Oh, but he's also um, he's in all the Harry Potter movies. Um, he was also um, Wicket in Return of the Jedi when he was a much younger performer. He's a little person, um, but a very, very accomplished actor. Oh, and so many just amazing movies. Yeah. And yeah. Very, yeah, very talented. So. so but in this case, he is the leprechaun. He is the leprechaun. <laughs> oh, uh, our engineer reminded that uh, reminded me that we got an email. Oh, that's right. We got a lovely email um, with from a, lot, a listener uh, with fantastic suggestions. Her name is Lauren. And I, he was like, you need to reply. But he always <clears throat> tells me to do stuff like when I'm about to fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Like, I like I'm my totally going to remember I'm about, that. I'm like, I have my head on my pillow. And he's like, hey, babe. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do this. to reply this. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> why are you telling me now? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that email from Lauren, like she, it was like a dozen different or even more. I'm like, I'm looking at the list that she sent now. It's and a solid list. It's a good solid one. list. And some of them that we have um, talked about doing in the past are like tangentially related to ones that we're doing. Cause she mentions George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, which, you know, we did the remake mm-hmm. of Dawn of the Dead, um, but some really, really good uh suggestions um she put play misty on me, for me on there which mm-hmm. i was actually i just mentioned um because jessica walters i was trying to remember what we i knew jessica walters from yeah um was yeah. from i love play misty for me and so, the diabolique which diabolique yeah and there, so there's good. a good a number on here that i haven't seen and mm. you probably it's probably like i've seen the ones you haven't and you've seen the ones i haven't i bet you if we went down the list yeah we gotta go um, but it'll be really great these. to have that as a resource to dip into because there are some points now where I feel like we're like, 
I don't know. What should we do next? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many episodes? We have like 70 episodes. Yeah. And I mean, it's and not after like... after a while, we're like, what movie? Okay, this one. No, we did that. No, I already did that. that. I already did that one. Well, I think part of it is a lot of our episodes, you know, we, we covered like whole universes or sets of sequels and everything like obviously Sometimes we do like three episodes and or three, three or two, movies in two movies in an episode or three when we're yeah. like we just don't have enough to talk about for one whole one yeah episode, well so. and like for nightmare on elm street like if, if this were my individual private horror movie podcast <laughs> i would have dedicated an episode to every single sequel but since this is a team effort and i have to consider my partner here yeah where i'm like grimacing like Ooh, wait what do you want to do <laughs> we, okay. cr- we crammed all of that into one episode i wasn't mad about it yeah so we're thankful to lauren for those suggestions and yeah, are still great. open to hearing from anybody else that yes. has um their favorite movies that they would like um to put out there for us to potentially yeah, we're talk definitely about. open to ideas um email i'm not scared you're scared at gmail.com i do well Victor reads them and then he tells me about them and then I, he sends me screenshots of the emails and I'm like, look, you know what? I'm a teacher, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm very I'm busy. Very busy and very important. <laughs> I'm very bu- And very covered in burgers. I'm not that important. <laughs> covered in burgers for sure <laughs> and very busy. But thank you for writing in and we would like to hear more from our listeners. It's really, I, we like it to get messages from it, them. Yeah. So it makes really it fun. feel like, oh, yeah, there's actually oh, people out there listening. There's one person. Oh my God. Oh. Someone we don't know that we've never met oh listens to this. Oh my God. That's amazing. amazing. Um, anyway, we'll see you next time. Watch Leprechaun. Or, or don't. And if just you're so inclined. tune in for what will Do be a very cringy it? episode. Do I need to watch? I mean, yeah. No, I will. I have to. You have to. I have to. Okay, I fine. mean, it's probably 45 minutes long. Like, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it's an hour 20. If it's like two hours, I'd be like, for what? Why for what? For extra <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye.